1: we clicking balls. This is uh, week one of the finals. Week one of the finals all wrapped up. My name is Heath, and the first question I ask every week is your highlight of the week. So, Brenton, you got a highlight of the week past?
2: Well, it's been a a few weeks, I'm assuming, since we've had highlights from uh, some mixed martial arts. A UFC event on the weekend, it was uh, Darren Till, who's a Manchester, or Liverpool fella, uh, taking on Tyron Woodley for the 155 pound belt. You say don't mix those two up, they get offended. No, but I mean, I like offended English, so yeah, yeah that—that that, that, Mank, Darren Till.
1: I guess I, I thought you were going to say Tiller Woodley. Get them two mixed up. I'm like, no, I can, I can tell them apart. <laughs>
2: um, yeah, it's like this has had lots of interesting moments in in this card. Um, number one, uh, two instances of uh, knee bar from uh, back mount, which is yeah. kind of crazy. One just bl- destroyed this guy's knee, blew it out sideways. The other one, he almost got into a banana split. This Russian fella, who I'll just call him uh, Maga, because he's Magomed something like that. Um, also, some devastating knockouts. A uh, young fella coming up in the 125-pound division as well got uh, a sidekick knockout that just wow. destroyed this fella. And also, a one-punch knockout in the the female's 115-pound one, division. Oh, yeah, the whole yeah. One now. yeah. um Jessica Andraj knocked out Karolina K- Kovalkovic, or however you pronounce her last name, wow. who's, who's a Muay Thai fighter, I believe, yeah. um, by a pedigree. she's legit and she she actually took took the punches pretty well and gave it to herself, but I was just this one she didn't see a big nice um right hook that yeah just cleaned her out but um one of the one of the other Biggest performance that I was most impressed with was in the same division. You had Tatiana Suarez, who was the winner of Ultimate Fighter, taking on the other, the original winner of that division's Ultimate Fighter, and former champion um, oh, wow. Carla Spaza and just dominated her. Like, it was an amazing performance. And when it you was look at brutish, yeah, and just uh, stand up was was enough to keep distance. But she's so rangy and so quick to close in the the distance that uh, she just mauled uh, uh, Spaza who is a wrestler. Um, and, yeah, that was most impressive. But um, the other thing, uh, after the main event finishes, they go backstage and um, Tyrone absolutely destroyed Darren Till. It wasn't close, yep. just put a, put a mm-hmm. clinic on him. Yeah. And Tyrone's mum comes up and, and has a few words to Darren Till, giving him, like, you know, it was a good fight, all the best. And, yeah, I thought that's just sweet. You know it's what I mean? The son goes out there, they try and knock each other's head off. And um don't know if she can understand what Darren said back to her, but, <laughs> uh, yeah, I thought that's such a classy uh, aspect of... of uh, Tyrone Woodley, who himself has shown that he's all-class. Uh, remember when he was fighting, I'm pretty sure it was Gastelum. And, of course, Gastelum didn't didn't make weight. Wow. And, Not yeah, it was just, just, just standard. I think it was a heavyweight. Um, <laughs> and, and so Tyrone said that he was going to, take it upon himself to return the 30% fight purse that he should have got back to Gaston because he's like, I know that it's very hard when you're going to a fight camp and it's hard to make ends meet. And so that makes a big difference to someone who's not, you know, at the top of the contender uh, hierarchy. And so, yeah, went and returned the 30% that he was rightfully due.
1: It's it's, it's a top move. And obviously you've got to be in a position where you can make those kind of calls, but he's not pulling in, um, you know, McGregor money.
2: Yeah, exactly. exactly. And this was like a fair few fights for, a, for his champion as well. So, yeah, I um, yeah, just found a very interesting card of one that didn't have a whole lot of expectations going into it, but certainly delivered.
1: I, I did like on the uh, Carla Espanza um, fight, where yeah, yep. I think Fight Metric had it 80, 81, um, significant strikes to zero. Yep. Yet that one right. judge had a 10 8 in the first round. Yep. Carla. Yep. It's Carla. Uh, uh, clearly a mistake, I think. You know. Yeah. No, and... no bias, just mistakes.
2: And I don't know how you can make that mistake, especially if there was such a one-sided fight, and there's only <laughs> one person to be looking at in that fight.
1: I got to say, yeah, there's, there's only you know two names you got to remember, yep. and they're wearing different clothes. But anyway, yeah, uh, Josh, you got a highlight of the week past?
3: Um, if I say the name Naomi Osaka, what do you think of?
1: Well, I, I know um, yeah who she is. What about so. you?
3: Did, if, if I said her name, would you what would you associate her with? Uh, waifu's <laughs> <laughs> the biggest upset in. Well, fuck it. I'm going to go full hyperbole. Uh, biggest upset in professional sport of the week.
1: <laughs> well, you, you've gone big, gone for the big swing, and then ended up taking a cheeky single. Uh, <laughs> it was a bunt.
2: Um,
3: she beat Serena Williams in the uh, US Open, which she's the best female tennis player of all time and makes an argument for the best tennis player of all time. And so to be beaten by a 20-year-old up-and-comer is phenomenal for, uh, for Osaka.
1: I, I yeah. think Japan's first... Open winner.
3: Yeah, I'd in say tennis. so. Uh, doesn't ring a bell for it. I know there was a, a bloke running around a while back, but...
1: Yeah, I, I've got a feeling you're probably thinking of Michael Chang.
3: <laughs> who was American. Chinese-American. <laughs> Chinese <American>. yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyway. But uh, it, anyway, like it's the biggest event in uh, her career by far. And uh, just it's such an upset and such a massive thing. But it's been overshadowed because um, Serena Williams got coached and uh, got a, a warning for that. And then got pissed off because she was losing Smash to Racket and got a point deduction, and then uh, called the umpire all sorts of names under the sun and got a, uh, a game penalty.
1: Yeah. Yelled at him for a good. Oh, it looked like three quarters of an hour. Well, I mean, the, sure. the problem
2: is she obviously spends so much time around Reddit that uh, <laughs> it starts to bleed into real life.
1: Well, yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, no nothing as a husband? Yeah, and married mm. the, uh, uh, the, the, fo- the founder of Reddit, yeah. yeah. Um, I can't believe that it became. Like uh, an issue about sexism and that kind of stuff. I'm like, one okay. The penalty for coaching. Your coach said, "Yeah, I did." Yeah, yeah. Well, that's kind <laughs> of the thing. She's like, you "Lost that. I never coached, and the coach is like, oh, "I kind of
3: did." Yeah. Like, like, well, you,
1: look, maybe she didn't know he was. Well, um, and, and by all accounts, she couldn't even see anyway. Yeah. But he did do it. Yeah. It doesn't yeah. matter. He admitted to it. And his defense was, <laughs>
2: "Everyone does it." And <laughs> smash yeah.
1: the racket. I mean, yeah, yeah, you did that. Yeah. Yep. Definitely, because we saw it. It was. I thought you've got. You've got nothing to base on here. You're like, you fucking did it. Yeah. And the What's argument What's the fucking evidence for it? The argument that, there. well, they never penalize for that for the coaching. Well, like, well, that's all the, well, the other umpire's faults then, isn't it? Like, yeah. This one's got it for right. Sure. <laughs> yep. We're going off at the one guy that's doing his job.
3: Well, it's so many things. It's like when you get caught speeding. Like everyone else is speeding, doesn't matter. You're the one that got caught. You got caught, yeah. Um so look, I, I don't think it makes her any less of a champion, but uh, she's wrong here. Yeah. Um yeah. and every sport, every sport no demand, how often Will you challenge an umpire, even if they're fucking wrong, and they'll go, top call, mate. Yeah, yeah. are yeah, right. I'll, I'll change that. I fucked that one up. I'm going to I'm gonna draw back on it. I have never seen any sport uh, of any level, to be honest, where an umpire's acknowledge their fault and reverse their decision. Yeah, then and there. Yeah, yeah exactly. on that moment. There's been plenty of uh, no contests after fights when they've gone, or, no, or, the ref or, was fucked up. Yeah,
1: yeah. I can even remember um, way back in like, UFC, I don't know, 30 or something. It was Sakuraba versus uh, Marcus Conan Silveira. Do do you remember this one? No. Sakuraba dove for a knee bar and Big John called it. He thought he got knocked out. Oh,
2: that's right. Yeah, I do remember that one now. And they went,
1: no, no, I'm shooting for a double leg, mate. Yeah. They uh, went, oh, you're right. Uh, Fuck that one up. You know what? See us in an hour, mate. We'll come back. We'll do it again. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Can't do that these days. But anyway, yeah, I I, I can't say any other thing. She was clearly in the wrong, and poor old Naomi Osaka, um, gets you know it's a bit of uh, Taylor Swift and who was the dickhead who jumped it's, on stage? Is it Kanye. Yeah, it's Kanye yeah, on stage. Yeah, it's a bit like that. But anyway,
3: but the worst thing, well, like the US Open crowd has been shitty for the whole thing. Like, yeah. uh, firstly, Aussie uh, stalwart uh, Milman upsets Roger Federer, which is if that wasn't if the Serena Williams yeah. didn't, didn't happen that's the biggest upset in professional sport of the week yeah exactly um, but it, he's been pipped by a 20 year old Japanese chick uh, bad luck champ yeah. but um, that made the crowd boo dramatically because yeah. they they turn up they want to see Roger Federer <laughs> play Djokovic exactly of course they do and that's fine but uh, anyway yeah. he won he won
1: alright we'll get into the footy we've got uh, four games to go through and it is funny like I do I love finals time regardless of if my team's playing or not yep because ordinary games become exciting yeah exactly and I feel like we had three ordinary games over the weekend and and they were very very watchable still um well maybe not one but anyway we'll get into that first off on Thursday night the Tigers and the Hawks um I said before the game you know that Hawthorne needed three things uh, to go their way in order to win this they needed one to play at their absolute best Two, they needed to be dry. And three, they needed a bit of luck. So
3: none for three. 0
1: for three. (laughs) Um, I thought that they played all right for the first 40-odd minutes. They just didn't convert. But um, once the Tiger machine got going, they're just too fit.
2: Yeah, well, there were some shocking misses by the Hawks, which were sort of pivotal to oh. keep that momentum, momentum going and keep the pressure on the Tigers, uh, especially the scored pressure going into the first. But like you said, it was just a matter of fitness, and that's sort of been the key to the Tigers, is their third quarters. And uh, That seems to be where they the pressure on them sort of became less and less and they found yeah. more space and found their, their groove especially in what was a stick game it wasn't like mm. raining like heavy or anything
3: I think the Tigers at the uh, Hawks engine room wasn't so bad I mean look at uh, Mitchell, Omira, and Shields they did alright they did brilliant they had good yeah. games yeah. but the problem was that there was no one around them who was able to well pick the ball up off the ground for a start and uh, run with the ball well, and there were
1: silly mistakes all around the place. So, I mean, there were um, 450 uncontested marks that got dropped. Yeah, um, You mentioned, like, Burgoyne missing from the top of the goal square, and then Luke Bruce missing yeah. from the top of the goal square. I mean, fuck me. Crazy. Um, and oh, then, if it wasn't for Geelong,
3: this would be the biggest upset in professional sports of that. 20th period. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: and then, uh, in the back line, uh, absolute refusal to mark the ball. Yeah, um, the, the, the
2: back <laughs> line was embarrassing at times, especially us them. Just not struggle to get it out, but struggle to even attempt to get it out.
1: Yeah, it was just, well, mate, we're here to punch. Yeah. It was a clear directive. And you're like, okay, that is good for the majority of the time. Yeah, but
3: when you're alone, you're double punching it. Yeah, th- th- yeah. there are times you go, Maybe. you know what,
1: I might have a crack at this one. Hmm. Um, but I, I do think there were just some people that were just a little bit overawed by the whole situation. Um, Warple and Morrison, I thought they played well below their best, but yep. you got to keep them in the side because there's no way to get rid of final jitters but play finals.
2: Yeah, 100%. exactly. Yeah. And it was just uh, all round. there from the titles. He dusty yeah. starred uh, on the night, met oh. his, kicked what could have been goal of the year if it wasn't for the finals. It's
1: not a bad effort when, when two Hawthorne players are missing from the top <laughs> of the goal square and he's dominant from the boundary line 40 out yeah. and never looked in doubt.
2: He's licking his lips when he gets the ball too. He yeah. knows he's, he's slotting this one.
1: And what was amazing was I thought he was uh, being well held for a lot of... I mean, he got caught holding the ball Yeah, yeah, like three, three or four times.
2: Yeah, I thought he he was being held well, but he just sort of found a way to outmanoeuvre or also had a lot of help from teammates as well, getting him into that space. And fitness, right? Yeah. You
1: you can't do that for four quarters, and he he showed it.
2: Yep. And on the other side of things, I mean, the ball wasn't down in the the back line uh, too much, but I thought Grimes did enough to show that uh, he's... um, going to be able to take on big roles when it comes into uh, tall forward lines when yeah, they come yeah. in there. He f- finds a way just to position himself very well, uh, when, especially when the ball is in contention. He's not always committed to either rebounding or, or defending. He's putting himself in a, in a position where even if they get a quick ball out, he's going to be somewhere in the mix. It's not going to be easy marks going forward, which was uh, essential in these sorts of games where so it's going to be a running game.
3: I do feel... So. Hawthorne, I don't think, played that bad. No. But that- uh, Richmond, they played good... But they kicked 13 17. Yeah. They could um, have yeah. easily, they should have had that uh, opposite.
1: Yeah, that, they had a lot of the ball up for it. I mean, what it was, a wet night, and they still scored 95 points. Yeah. yeah, uh, yeah. So I, I think you're right. Hawthorne were only just a little bit off their game, but that's enough.
3: And also, they were Richmond were insatiable with that. They just had no end of hassle. So, yeah. um, you know, I'm pretty sure they're on the juice, and uh, they're <laughs> going to get aq <laughs> <air-cued>. Well, <laughs> even,
1: like, I think Hawthorne out tackled them. Um, they did actually, and, yeah. And in the first quarter, it was a Hawthorn game. Um, yeah. In, in yep. the first quarter, but they just what well, they ended up with up by one point, you know. And uh, uh, the Tigers got two rebound goals, and that, that'll do it for you. Um, I thought you know there was some good uh, out of the Hawthorne side as well, like you said, Omira t- uh, Mitchell, um, and Chips Frawley um, kept mm. uh, Jack Rewalt. The Coleman medalist, goalist, yep. And I thought Jack Rewalt was actually very poor. He went back to his old ways of playing for free kicks.
2: He's a selfish yeah. player. Yeah, I thought so too. <laughs>
1: um, and playing for ones that were, were, like, not even close.
2: No, yeah. And it has been a sort of a feature of his game this year where uh, he was doing a little bit, but that was when he wasn't playing good. In the yeah. last six weeks or so, he's actually stopped that and been sort of the person that um, doesn't have to be kicking the goals can come out past 50 and, and sort of yeah. create that contest so that young kids can get there and, and lock it in. You know, it's hard to be too critical of the bloke
3: when they've just won by. You know, well, th- that's it. Canter.
1: If if he's the one bad player on the night for Tigers, they're doing all right.
3: If he's their worst, then yeah, they're happy. But uh, you look at the stats and uh, more disposals to Hawthorne. They had um, you know, efficiency inside fifty. They were fifty-one to forty ones in a, a wet night. You, yeah, you're gonna to drop that efficiency. Uh, a bit. But
1: I mean, the efficiency inside fifty is a little bit misleading too because I think the Tigers had double the amount of uh, inside fifties to begin with. Yeah, it was, yep. it was sixty odd to thirty odd, something like that.
3: Yeah, but also you know tackles, uh, tackles in forward fifty. They they owned that one. Stoppage clearances, headouts, even centre clearances. They split. Yeah. I think we even won free kicks too, uh, mm-hmm. by one. Yeah, Richmond win. Won by one by one. Um, so stats wise, Hawthorne were all right. So you, you can't say that um, they weren't in the game, but Richmond were just uh, relentless in yeah. their pressure. Like, they ran smart too. You get guys running not side by side, which you see far too fucking yeah. often, yeah. but uh, that gap enough and a uh, gap forward enough that they could
1: help each other out,
3: get the one twos, and keep fucking going.
1: Well, I mean, Hawthorne still won two quarters. That's yeah. the silly thing. I mean, I, okay, the queue was in the rack well into the fourth. Fourth, but.
2: yeah. But I thought one of the most underrated performances was um, uh, Segler and. Um, McAvoy. Uh, McAvoy holding Grigg to zero hitouts. I mean, right there, you <laughs> well. you're on a winning path.
1: That's it. That's what you want to do. I thought we were um, robbed because uh, you know showmakers is a late out. Um, you know that. really Yeah, hurts. was
2: that? A, was, was, uh, I didn't know he was an in. Um.
1: <laughs> well, I think he's played seven games this year and he's seven and zero. So right. It's a bit of a, a bit of an omen, but yeah. anyway, um, it, it is funny that when we were. I think on the podcast last week, I said, there's a late out coming. Yep. <laughs> um, I, Dynamics, yeah. Um, I th- I picked the wrong player to come in, though. Um, I didn't think Daniel Howe was going to come in. But, yeah. Uh, uh, they were going to take a tall out. I didn't know that uh, Shawmakers was under an injury cloud. And Howe played well. He had, uh, yeah. like, there was one where Dusty went the fend off and he, went, he walked straight through it. I, yeah. I didn't know he had that in him. Uh, and D- even Dusty looked like, oh, what the fuck's he doing for that for? <laughs> this is my moment. Yeah. Jesus. But anyway, he, he obviously bounced back. So
3: young uh, Dizzy Rioli. He seems like he's built for finals. He's a Rioli. Yeah, yeah exactly.
1: <laughs> just does what Riolis doing. It I, doesn't need plenty of the ball,
3: I, just needs I, the ball. I did like how um, Clarkson said he, he gave Cyril a cheeky call and said, uh, do you want yeah, to yeah. wander on down? Uh, but, you know, in fairness, he wants to stay in the NT, and I'm sure Clarkson's sending fertile women up his <laughs> way, trying to get some father-sons and father-daughters coming through the, the doorframe. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and fair play. <laughs> you know. On uh, genetics alone, the uh, Riolis don't do too bad.
1: Exactly. Um, the other disappointment for me was is Luke Bruce. Again, he was uh, very quiet. He got a goal late in the game when the heat was off only. Mm. Um, but he had three tackles in the first quarter yep. and then none for the rest of the game. He needs five more for the 50-goal, uh, 100-season. And I'm like, God, just yeah. you're averaging four tackles a game, you can't get four tackles in the last month.
2: Well, especially with the game where you didn't have the ball very much. Uh, well, he tackles should yeah. be, you know, pretty pretty up there. You'd think so. What did you make of Stratton's game?
1: Brilliant. He had goal-saving tackles uh, two or three times. I think it was uh, Caddy was running into an open goal and he, mm. he, he caught him.
3: Well, yeah. he had 11 touches, but uh, eight of those contested possessions, which to me is, Ooh. for a bloke, that, uh, that immobility, yeah. if you want to go with that, Well, uh, was pretty good.
1: He, he did spend the last quarter and a half... Off, you know, injured. Yeah. yeah. he's obviously not playing next week, which is uh, a devastating blow. But, yeah, he, he was... Um,
3: They've only credited him with one tackle.
1: I'm sure I saw him take more than one. Yeah, definitely. Definitely more than one. Uh, Champion like data. Said, what are you fucking playing at? There was definitely one that was a goal-saving tackle even. So, yeah, I think they fucked up there. But, uh, anyway, yeah, it he, he was brilliant until, you know, uh, Richmond, once they got on top in the third, and yep. then he went off, and you're like, well, there's no chance. Not that yeah. you thought there was... I thought there was a chance anyway, but... What glimmer of hope was there went out with him?
2: Yeah, and I mean, <clears throat> I think it's obvious that Caddy's going to make himself the, the arsehole of the finals. He's got no, no <laughs> problem oh, with uh, Oh, no, 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 no. Stir no. up. Oh, well,
1: he did his best. He set the bar. Yeah. Somebody else, which we will get to, stepped yeah. over it. But <laughs> it, um, Br- Bruce Ree, he, uh, he, he did go for the, the tr- no arm triangle. Yeah, from the back.
2: Stage. And I mean, if, if we hadn't done anything the weekend, he should have have hooked the leg and gone for the knee bar. <laughs> it, was, it was the move of, of, the, of the round.
1: But what I find weird was this is when July, uh, Richmond were already on top. Yeah, like, but, mate. Do it in the first quarter with the heat.
2: Yep, yep. And then gives everyone else a spray. Um, so yeah, I don't know. It's been interesting from Caddy, but he came out and, uh, and apologised sincerely on Instagram. Yeah, yeah.
1: Whatever. <laughs> I, I'm not big on it. Uh, he he copped his fines for what he did, but he, yeah. What he, he um he apologised for calling someone a spastic.
2: Spastic, yeah, but then he calls someone a fucking cunt too, but that's all right.
0: (laughs) That's that's traditional. Great. (laughs) Um,
1: His only crime, really, was getting caught on the umpire's mic. Yeah, pretty much. That's how it goes. But anyway. Well,
3: well, it's a bit uncreative, let's be honest. I mean, Spastic. I mean, He's a footballer. Who was he
2: calling a Spastic? Daniel Howell, I think.
0: As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B.
2: I mean, yeah, he didn't deserve that, to be honest. He's quite all <laughs> right. Exactly. But you know, there were plenty of spastics other than the Hawthorne team that night, <laughs> but how was one of them?
1: Yeah, but you're not going to go up and call Burgoyne uh, names after he's just missed one from the top of the goal score, are you? You're going to go, hey, nah, you're all right. <laughs> yeah. I can't say nothing. It's hard it. to
3: dislike that, lad. Um, so what, How many games are you up to now?
1: Oh, that was number 200 for Hawthorne. So I think he's up to about 360. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I
2: think with uh, Burgo and you're like the parent mode, where you just want them to feel really disappointed
1: in themselves. Like, <laughs> you just let down lots of
2: kids, you know. Like, they're looking up to you.
1: <laughs> um, he's uh, playing one more year too, which is always good.
2: Good. Uh, I've
3: seen uh, on some of the Nuffy pages, they're talking, oh, mate, he could make 400. Like, Hang on. Let's, uh, let's hold back on that, because that's another... What, uh, three to four seasons? Yeah. Depending on finals? Let's, let's go one at a time. Uh, once you get uh, over 30, you're kind of on two-year deals. And that's about what you expect. And, and he's 36. Yeah. Once you start heading north of 35, it, it's your one rolled ankle away from being done. And he's he, spectacular career, and by all accounts, an absolute top bloke. I, I want to see him go around. I don't want to see him hit four three two, but 2 um, but... I'd I'd like to see him get 400. Yeah,
1: 357 he's up to. I I think 400 might be a bridge too far for him.
3: I'd I'd say so, but it just shows how hard it is to get to 400. I mean, only four players have done it. Uh, But, you know, if he's the fifth,
2: I can live with that. Well, Well, you don't... If you're a Hawks supporter, I don't see that you'd want him to be able to play 400 because Mm -hmm. it means he's really struggling to get someone else there and take over that role.
3: That's kind of the argument with uh, Mitchell as well. He had a a good game and did a lot of good stuff, and his stats are great, but... If he's doing all that, where the fuck's everyone else?
1: Oh, he was smashing it in the clearances early, too. Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, um, I thought Jager was great. Um, uh, Burton, I saw somebody say Burton made a few mistakes. I thought he was great for his, well, it was his second final, but yeah. you know, he only played two minutes in the first one, so um, I thought he was great, too. But yeah, th- I thought there was a lot of positives, but end of the day, Tigers by, what, five goals? Yeah, that's about right.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, yeah. On to Friday night, then the D's and the Cats. And this was a fascinating game. Uh,
3: it was. I was at the match, and it seemed like there were 70,000 Melbourne supporters and about 20,000 Geelong supporters, yeah. which is, to be honest, about the opposite of what I
2: expected. Well, we saw the photos of the lineup of MCC, which is probably the craziest we've seen all year, and there's been some big lineups.
3: I
1: don't get MCC membership. Oh, fuck that. I, well, there's I two. I
2: wouldn't want one. There's two <laughs> releases.
3: You can get the release where you, you buy your seat and you sit down and whatever yeah. for, I, I don't know, I think it's a couple of bucks essentially right yeah and then they then release the walk up tickets and you've got to line up and whatnot. and honestly if you miss out on those tickets I have no idea what happens
1: yeah that's um, a good point fuck yeah. off I think
3: do you then turn up and go oh lads uh allocation
2: exhausted You're like fucking what mate have to go back to the Range Rover <laughs> do that uh, dude it's almost worth yeah um Told this story before, but I about the Australian Idol tryout to Adelaide International Hotel, when people line up for days before that. So yeah. we just went across the road and threw water bombs at them, okay. and no one's going to come out. I feel like this is really open to uh, abusing the shit out of some Melbourne supporters. Get some, get some back on the the bourgeoisie uh, society. Throw some
1: uh, generic home brand cheese at them.
2: Yeah, that, that's what we do. Some yeah. slices too. The slices, <laughs> they real crap.
1: Craft singles. Yeah, yeah. Throw it. and <laughs> Pretty, keep keep the plastic on.
2: Yeah, that's it. Get a bit of a slicing action happening there.
3: I get the foam cheese, like the in the can. Oh, oh yeah, spray cheese—that's
2: the, uh, yeah.
1: that's the ticket right there. No, um, you can't begrudge them enjoying their moment in the sun.
2: Yeah, and all the best to them. You saw all the uh, graffiti pop up around the around the place. How quickly straight was that?
3: away? Yeah. Oh, with uh, lush sucks had lush um, sucks had a busy weekend. I tell you he, what, he got onto it. Jesus Christ! Um, and. uh Friend of the podcast, uh, Ricky Walker from Sports Berserk. He's working on a mural at the moment. <laughs> yep. uh, I, I asked how long he'd be working. He'd been working on this. He said uh, all my life, <laughs> and by all accounts, it might cover the Rialto uh, <laughs> top to bottom. So he's he's pretty keen. He's got to actually uh, shout out to him. He's got a um, exhibition on at the moment, uh, free for footy or something, uh, at the Docklands. So you yep, know, rock on, there's oh, him and a hard. whole bunch of other cartoonists. Is uh, it half? All, yeah, half time. Behind, half time. Uh, yeah. n- couple of other blokes, but uh, they'll turn up and it's free, so fuck it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, uh, Melbourne, uh, ferocious, um, out the gate, kicked five goals yeah. to none in the first quarter. And oh. as a Hawthorne supporter, you know, still smarming from the night before, I, I loved it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Beautiful. It was,
2: was an amazing start by Melbourne, and uh, didn't, I expect them to come out the gates fired up, did not expect them to be this fired up. Um,
1: I-, I think uh, Simon Goodwin was very cruel putting Jack Viney on the bench. Yeah, start the game.
2: I, I, I actually,
3: I really, really like Jack Thorney. He's one of the players I love to watch, and he had a belter. Yeah, he started he, on the bench, but uh, I think that was one of those ones where you want your hungry player even hungrier. Yeah. He was a starving fucking pit bull. He,
1: he did well, he, not to get reported because I thought was <laughs> every <laughs> chance he's going to go out there and do something wrong.
2: But he, I think he had like
3: six tackles in the first two minutes.
2: Yeah, it was something around there. Um, but it was just uh, all in for the for the Ds in that first quarter and a half. And I've got something, an opinion that might not be the most popular, but I thought Melbourne were absolutely fantastic for a quarter and a half, quarter and three, you know, yeah. three, three-fourths. But then I felt like they had a real op- op- opportunity to just absolutely give Geelong a spanking. Because yep. Geelong were fucking terrible. Yep. This is after we've just given them... Oh, uh, the best best eight team finish ever yeah. in the history of AFL. They looked awful. They got worse and worse as the game went on, and I feel like Melbourne they just they should have done so much more in that last half or even the, the well, end of the, the, the second, second quarter. quarter.
1: Second quarter, not goal six they kicked. Yeah, um, and obviously they had plenty of opportunities there. Um, but right at the end of the second quarter, before half time, they looked cooked. Yeah, I thought Melbourne have shot their load, load here.
2: Well, that's I thought too, and that's something that I mean people got really, really excited about Melbourne and drew. You know every right to do that, but they still I feel like had a few holes in their game, um, especially with longevity and how we're able to have that fast-paced, high-pressure game uh, for all four quarters. Yep. that's something that uh, if I was a Melbourne coach or player or assistant, you'd be concerned about something you really want to fix up, and yep. they don't get the 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 luxury of yeah. a week break.
1: Well, I think. Yeah, you know, and we called it last week. They have that, you know, that nervousness in their, uh, still in their DNA. Yeah. Um, and they showed it a couple of times against Geelong during the year, where they yep. lost from very winnable situations. Yeah. It looked like they were going down that path again, especially in the second and third quarter, where they, they yeah. had a wealth of opportunities. You thought, mate, you've blown your chances here. Yeah. Um, but I think they're better off for it now because they've got it out of their system. Yeah, know, for sure, unscathed. And uh, a lot of that, you know, Geelong had a chance to come back because, like I said, they looked cooked. Yeah. <laughs> and then one of the biggest boneheader plays I've ever oh, seen. Oh dear God! From the Geelong captain. And look, the oh, thing wow. is,
3: Selwa was getting wow. a touch up all day. Like uh, he, I think he had about six free kicks in the first quarter or something.
1: Yeah, oh, six in the first five minutes. Yeah.
3: yeah. So, and, and look, I, I couldn't tell from where I was sitting, but I reckon they probably deserved because they were. Melbourne went in the knuckle. <laughs> and that's the finals. <laughs> they that, went hard. Yeah, and yeah. that's that's the way you have to play if you're going to win finals. Uh, so Selwood would have been frustrated, but when you're running off to the bench, you don't need to interact with any other no, fucking player.
1: No. You just go straight to the bench, and you got a shot at goal. Uh, yeah, Tommy Hawkins, and it, Tommy Hawkins was kicking well.
3: Yeah. yeah, exactly. And then to not just you know push and shove what that'll they'll <laughs> let that go, but to headlock a bloke and throw him to the ground like, yeah. like you can argue he deserved whatever. It doesn't matter, no. and it's dumb.
1: Yeah, um, and in that one interaction, Selwood initiated. Like yeah. it wasn't like he was retaliating and got caught. Yep. He initiated,
2: and you think that coming off from the bench, there you maybe don't think about it, but he continued in that <laughs> attitude the, the entire game. Yeah, I remember uh, he I actually
3: think he changed for Sel- uh, for, uh Ablett. Ablett. Ablett came on was like what the fuck yeah, what are you he, do- doing? Ablett gave yep. him a big
2: spray and, and, and deservedly. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah, and to be honest, I thought Ablett played <clears throat> played a very good game. He didn't wasn't successful a no, lot of, a, shit. a lot of the time. I, I feel like there was a game that for, for me it looked like he's just lost a step. But hasn't yeah. realised it yet, as he hasn't been able to adjust how he plays. Uh, well, I, I saw I him agree. get about four tackles broken, as in
3: he tried to tackle and they were broken. Yeah, or, and I think he well, got caught holding the ball twice. Well, it is yeah. late
1: in his career to start tackling. Yeah, <laughs> yeah this is, is true.
3: true. He, <laughs> but yeah, like, has not really done it before? But I think that I look. Who am I? I'm not uh, an AFL coach or anything, but I'm going to say Ablett uh, probably don't put him in the midfield as a as a first rotation. Well, put him in the forward pocket. He's a fucking fantastic player still. He's a human, uh, and he's come back to the pack a bit with age, but uh, his ability to find the ball and use the ball is still in probably top ten.
1: Well, that's it. They've always said, you know, uh, maybe at the end of his career he might go down forward and become a goal sneak. Um,
2: that's something, now. It's something that actually Geelong needs. Yep, like, exactly. Put him in a pocket. Yeah, but I feel like it, it was he was obviously... In his head and I'll use this example and it's, it's not a great example because I'm comparing myself to fucking Gary Why but, not? but oh, when, 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 I was, with it. when I was younger I played a lot of basketball and you know it was alright pretty pretty decent but then I stopped playing for you know four years and I remember going to the court one time and I went to shoot a free throw yep. and just same routine in my head done this a million times my head My three... head says my body can do this no problems yeah, about I, three foot short airballed it exactly like, <laughs> it wasn't like it was close it was a complete airball I was like <laughs> wow I just I couldn't believe it because in my head it's yeah. the same action and I knew I could imagine it and visualize it but obviously I'm not an elite athlete so when you put that to the very elite standards yeah. that difference is only half a step. See, yeah, I, get, it's, I get the same when I swim.
3: Like I used yeah, to be yeah. when I used to swim I'd look through the uh, the land ropes and see someone you know some trundler yeah. you know, in the mornings uh, doing laps and I'm like yeah. I fucking got this guy yeah. and now it's like you no know, I don't. No. There's some 23 year old who barely you knows how to fucking stroke yeah. but uh, he's got the gas tank of a young lad
2: and he's yeah. just powering through it and I'm like yeah, no, I'm done. I've done yeah. my 150.
3: I'm but like
2: Apple, Apple is always good for that first like three to five steps. Yeah. It was so quick, and that's that's what broke open his play and his but, core as well, untacklable. Yeah. But it seems like he doesn't have that. He still has got it, but it's not like it was anymore. It's only like half a second, half a step. Well, it's that explosive energy. Yeah, like, but, he doesn't have that sheer explosion of power anymore. But I don't think that it's a, a loss like he's, he's done. It's just a readjustment yeah. of yeah. what you know you're capable of. Yeah. And that's the maturity that comes with being that sort of elite player. And well, like, it's a Michael Jordan. You know, Michael Jordan, yeah. he made those adjustments throughout his career. still could... F- dump 45 for Washington Wizards so yeah. Yeah. yeah I don't think he's done I think it's going to be off season of adjusting his game and playing a much more mature game and realising that he can't do some of the things that he could do but he still is has other advantages that he can do through experience that he couldn't do when he was younger
3: the thing is I don't think he's the focal midfielder anymore and he shouldn't yeah. be in that no. team you've got Selwood Dangerfield and then up uh, <coughs> and comers Duncan and you know young uh, Kelly is yeah, evolving into Kelly, that Yeah, Jack Stevens and, uh, <laughs> and he looks, he looks Kelly looks like the real deal I mean
1: um, yeah. Stick stick with him. So well, they've got to try. That's so apparently he's uh, he's a little bit keen on heading home. But uh, anyway.
3: well, put him in the mid as a standard. And uh, look, if you're a Gary Ablett in the forward pocket, uh, it'll be maybe a bit hard to take for the ego, but. Yeah. Uh,
1: He'll still kick
2: a, <laughs> a
3: fuck-ton of
1: goals. But they, they all say, you know, whatever's best for the team. I'm like, the best for the team right now is you kicking 40, 45 goals a year for us.
2: Exactly. I don't, yeah. know, I don't understand it. Like, I don't believe we'd be depressed about that. No. I think, like, forwards fucking love, uh, yeah. midfielders love going forward-kicking goals. But
1: how good would he be next to Tommy Hawkins, too? Exactly.
2: Yeah. Take some pressure off Tomahawk, Tomahawk because,
1: I mean... Tom, Tommy's <laughs> going to make a contest every yeah. time.
2: And it doesn't matter how tall you are, you can cover Tomahawk. You have to be aware of where Ablett is at all times. Yep, absolutely. And Ablett will let him be aware, too. He's like,
3: oi... Tommy, run right. <laughs> let's be honest. Tommy Hawkins doesn't come across as a fucking genius.
1: Well, that's the funny thing. Like, I don't know all the doom and gloom about Geelong that's come out of this week. And don't get me wrong. Enjoyed it thoroughly. Yep. Um, <laughs> but, you know, about how they fucked up. Because last year they finished second. Now, this year they had the best first-year player in Tim Kelly. He won that award through the Players Association or yeah. Coaches Association. They're the best second-year player in uh, yep. Stewart. They had... You know, Tommy Hawkins had a nearly a career best year. They added Ablett and they've gone back six places and straight out. Um, I, I don't think it's that bad, though. I think they were just a little bit unlucky and had, you know, down times when they didn't need to.
3: Well, I think, too, adding... Like, when you mess with your engine, it takes a while to run it in. Yeah. Like,
2: uh... It shouldn't take a full it fucking
3: season. It might have
1: been a bit of laziness too, you know, it's like, we've got mm-hmm. Selwood Dangerfield tablet. don't worry yep. about it. Go yeah. ahead, pff, do what yeah. you want. And
2: it might also, with those players who are looking to the next step, it's almost, uh, it's almost disrespectful to, to be too much competition against those yeah. guys. You know, you don't want to step on people's toes that much, but that's what you need in order to, to drive that competition internally yep. to be a better team. But, especially, but they're not a team.
3: Especially a bloke who's, you know, in the conversation of a best of all time and a, yeah. a legend at the club, you know, a yep. generational legend at the club. Yeah. Um, if you're the bloke that takes his spot, it gets a bit sticky. Well, yeah. you
2: got to be better. I mean, you can't, like, this It's not about feelings. It's I'm about... Saying players saying players are. This team. Yeah.
3: At the moment, there are players better than him in the midfield. And yeah.
2: Duncan's one of them. And what I found about this game most disappointing with... At Geelong was their inability to do one percenters, which would create yep. space for the people who got the ball. Like, there's so many times they could have shepherded, given the ball carrier an extra second, two seconds to make a smart decision or free up a player, mm. and they just didn't. They just watched him or asked for the ball in yeah. return. Yeah. And yeah. that killed them. They did it for the whole game. I'd love to see uh, what those stats were for shepherds, smothers, things like that, the which make big, yeah. big differences.
3: Yeah. Well, being at the game, I obviously don't have the replays uh, to view, yep. but it seemed like. Even though the free kicks were fairly even, it seemed like Geelong got the rubber, the, like, got a rough rubber of the green a lot of the time. Because you'd see uh, a mark taken, it's like nah in the back, and then you'd see uh, a shot on goal about to happen. Nah, that's taken off you. And it, uh, I don't like, know if
1: it was rubber of the green, but when I was watching, I thought, geez, there's some nice yeah. ones going Geelong's way. You know, the old you know, high, high tackles and that kind of stuff. But uh, it wasn't something I noticed on this day. But it, Like you said, like they're having a shot on goal, and Selwood does something over on the boundary line. Yeah, it's like it was dickhead stuff.
3: Yeah, and then top it off, you get people like Menzel who decides to play on. Uh, when oh wow, was it Hawkins shooting
1: or was it someone else? Uh, no, it might have been someone else, but it was 25 out dead in front and hits the post.
3: Yeah, and you're playing on and you dribble it and you hit the post. It's like, mate, if you're going to take that shot. Yeah, fucking put it through. But
2: even I'm pretty sure at one point Selwood got a, a free kick at centre half back or something like that. Might have yep. got someone holding the ball. Um, I can't remember if, if he went to hand pass it. Or went to play on with a guy right there. And they tackled yep. him yep. and he's got holding the ball in reverse. They went well, back yep. kicked goal. He, yeah, I remember. He
1: it. slipped a bit from memory. That's right, he did too. He slipped over. Yeah. Uh, and then his argument was, oh, I was just sitting down to do my boom. Like, hang yeah. on, hang on. Was that a, he actually tried that one? Did he? That was a nice one. Yeah. Um, also in this game, uh, Paddy Dangerfield set a record for clangers. Yeah, um, in a final, which uh, he did
2: look off off this game. Yeah, his t- kicking was terrible.
3: Yeah, always. Um,
1: I think maybe almost trying to do too much. Well, he had to. Yeah, he had to because there was nobody else. Yeah, can,
3: can we blame collective minds for that too? Because he was we, from Adelaide.
1: You can try. Well,
3: yeah, I mean, he wasn't there at the time, but fuck it, throw it in there.
2: All right. I want to throw a bone their way and find out something they did good. But we really need positive out of Adelaide's season that collective minds could be responsible for. Um. I'll get back to you.
1: No, it's sweet. going to take a while. Oh, and on
2: flip side of this one, uh, I thought this was probably the most important game that uh, Jordan Lewis has played for Melbourne. Yep. I thought he was one that really got them fired up. And, and not, not fired up in a way that made you nervous. Like they came out of the blocks, roaring, ready to go, um, head full of steam but on top of it I felt like that had a lot to do with his attitude and his effort around the yeah. ground
1: there was times where he had composure he just had the ball and went I'm yeah. just going to hit that target yeah. that one right there and that was never his job at Hawthorne but he's he uh, embraced that role where, yeah, it, a bit. No, he shared that job at yeah. Hawthorne yeah. now he's, he's sort of owning it
3: but I think too in a team that uh, has had not a lot of final success in recent memory um, <laughs> yeah. having a bloke say lads we got this it's, yeah. it's okay I, I know what success looks like This is looking like Before
1: the game, they showed stats, and they said, you know, how many finals for each team? Melbourne uh, had 26 finals, and Jordan Lewis was 23 of them. (laughs) So that that tells you um, what they're doing there. (laughs) All right. Uh, Anyway, the the Ds should be happy, and they'll go into next week as favourites. On to the Swans and the Giants. Again, uh, very similar to uh, the Friday night game, um, where the Giants had all the ball, and we're just wasting it. Um, at times, you thought they were trying to kick it to a Lear, a lear. Yeah,
3: I wanted to, uh, I wanted to get in this game, but as soon as Boomer Kelly was injured, I was like, "Geez, that's going to struggle for us next year."
1: Well, does it bring his price down?
3: Well, I hope so. <laughs> uh, um, I know the big talk's been about Shield leaving, but yeah, you know, we'll get into that later. Um, but geez, the Giants did look hungry, and they, they should have fucking annihilated them. What 10, about nineteen?
1: All their inclusions, you know, all their injured players coming back in, they all played like uh, blinders. I mean, Toby Green was probably second best on ground. Um, and, uh, yep, there's more to talk about there. <laughs> um, but I said guaranteed they'll have at least two on the bench injured by the last quarter. They had one. Um, and Kelly, who, who would have picked that? Well, the,
3: I mean, I don't know whether he's their highest-priced player at the moment, but uh, he's probably the one with the most, uh, you could argue him on Shield,
2: as the most uh, value externally. It yeah, well, 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 used, used to be Kelly only because of Shield's injuries. Yeah. But yeah. now Kelly's injured twice a season, right? Something like that. Yeah. yeah.
1: Um, we'll fix them but, up, but um, it, it's. We'll talk about the good first um, with GWS. Um, it's hard to pick who their best player was, either Toby Green, oh, Davis, twenty odd touches and three goals, or Phil Davis, who gave a fucking masterclass. He mm.
3: gave uh, Buddy an absolute bath and
1: in the right spot every time.
3: But also, one thing about Buddy, phenomenal talent, and you know, again, one of the people you talk about when you're talking all time full forwards. Yeah, he's the conversation piece. Uh, There's a few blokes up there who are legends in the game as well, but uh, he's someone who's in the conversation.
2: I mean, I'm I'm just happy that um, Brett Delano can go to a reunion and talk about his (laughs) finals win.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, fair call. He he looked a little bit apprehensive in the first quarter, but came good. He was all right.
2: But uh, old mate
3: uh, Phil, buddy gets a bit fragile if he doesn't come off to a good start, especially in the big games. And Phil leveraged leveraged on that quite uh, dramatically and just
1: read the ball a lot better. Um, and still kicking to him half the time, but still, I got to say his uh, midfield helped him a lot. But um, there was still there were a lot of one on ones where the ball was kicked in the middle, and Phil Davis knew what to do when to do it. Um, I'm a little bit concerned. Um, no, I'm not concerned. It's not the right word, but it's a little bit funny when they talk about you know Buddy's uh, injuries and he's not 100, percent and they bragged that he you know only played uh, only trained 20 minutes. The season, or something like that. Yeah. Well, he's not fucking right then. Why no. are you playing him? Yeah, exactly. He yeah. should have sat out, yeah. you know, rounds 19 through to 23, not, you know, two. Exactly. Well, he really sat out the it?
2: first two quarters here. Well, especially since Sydney haven't had a problem with uh, other people chipping in to get goals. Yeah. Like, they've got a fucking killer midfield that are all outside goal kicking wow. uh,
1: range for now. Do, do they? do they have a killer midfield? I think that's part of their problem is their midfield's a little bit stagnant.
2: Well, when it comes to kicking goals, I think running forward now, with the actual midfield role, I mean, on paper, but, you know, paper doesn't tell the whole story and they're getting old. So it looks like it's a good one. Whether it performs, I mean, might be overshadowed by the capitulation of Geelong uh, midfield. Mm. Um, Well,
1: two late goals in in junk time um, save Swans from one of the all-time embarrassments. As it stands, it's still their lowest score at the SCG. Mm. Um, who would have thought really? the, the SCG no. was their trouble this year?
2: Yep. And you wait for them the whole game. You wait for them to come back. You're like, all right, is it going to come now? And not only did it not come, it didn't look like coming. No. Well, I mean, uh, from, uh, one thing
3: uh, I'm famous for is bringing back to North Melbourne. but uh, I was and, watching- and shit bets. <laughs> that too. Uh, Sean Higgins was asked uh, earlier in the week, who's the hardest player you know besides Ben Cunnington? Because you have to add that caveat. It's the same as with you know, Chuck Norris and whatnot. And he said, uh, Callan Ward. And at the time, I was like, "Really? Watching this game, he was fucking right." Yeah, would not he? Jeez, uh, that bloke's an engine,
1: Yeah, I going to say, he's a fucking star. He's the he can do the thinking too for the young lads that uh, run around him. Um, yeah, I thought he was um, solid all day. Well, yeah. he
3: had uh, twenty-nine touches, seventeen contested possessions, yeah, and just ne- like and by comparison, Kanicki is the next one with thirteen, and then you get Heaney with eleven. Yeah. Uh, just monster them. It it's almost almost pisses me off to see a player who can get that much hard ball and then dispose of it so well. Yeah.
1: Nah, I- like, I- fuck you. Um, and uh, Toby Green with his uh, Kung Fu fighting. Um, it's been a big talking point uh, for the last week. I don't get as um, passionate in, in trying to slag him off. I think, mate, just settle it down a little bit. Yeah, I mean...
2: There's always there's always a role for like a good heel in any sport, yeah. And I feel like Toby is just embracing that heel role.
1: he's come off, you know, after I think a month or two months off, yeah. And he's turned in an effort like that, yeah. Um, but and people are going to talk about his uh, kung fu kicks,
2: yeah. That's it. You can be a complete wanker, but if you're good, then yeah, it, doesn't it doesn't matter. matter. Oh, it it does not matter. Plenty of players have made careers out of being complete twats.
3: Yeah, um, <laughs> well, Plenty more too. But uh, look, it's one of those things where I'm I'm not a fan of it to be honest, but.
2: Oh, what he did was dirty and like. Yeah, I'm yes. not going to suspend the bloke for it. It's, it's one of those. It's like foot stomps in the UFC. Like, yeah, it's yeah. legal, but it's it can't move. Well,
1: it's it's more like you're. There's a lot of players that put the foot out. I mean, Jared yeah. Waite was one, and Michael oh. Long used to do it as well. Yeah, but yeah. He, he does more of a kicking motion. Well, when it's
3: below the shoulder, yeah, I think that's yeah. that's it's easy to make a case for that? And when you're yeah. protecting the space, I, I think you're allowed to put your foot out and create space. That's fine but it's when you've got it above your own head. Yeah. <laughs> um, See, that's, that's a little iffy. And then also when you're doing that kicking motion. I, I think it, AFL is different in that we make exceptions for shit that looks cool. Yeah. Like you look at uh, some of the most famous marks of all time. They were hands on the back, hands on the shoulders. Yeah, But it looked cool. So we're like, yeah, you that know, was pretty well, good.
2: I feel Probably like that. in this instance, there I'm not a, um, um, for the al- allowance of using your foot as a way to create space and a way to act as a uh, barrier between you and the player. Um, but it's hard to police it when you start saying it's hard to be here but not up there yeah. because there's some other variables. So I feel like I should almost be a gentleman's agreement between players that you just don't kick someone on the head. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like like, keep it, it. shouldn't have to be legislated that you keep don't it kick it below your head. own head. I yeah, think just, that's just fair just, enough
3: to say. Just don't be a cunt about it. You know what I mean? Uh, to be fair, there's quite a few players I think struggle with that uh, methodology. But um Green. Green? Green's being <laughs> one <He> of them. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but he can play. And, yeah, exactly. And, and look, that's the end of it. Like, if he's on your t- like if he said tomorrow, I'm open to offers set of probably 25 teams will yeah, be after him and yeah. I think there'll be a few NFL teams in
2: there and USC. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
3: probably buying Munich or some <laughs> shit I don't know uh,
1: yeah. boomers could use him I think <laughs> <laughs>
2: especially
3: when they're
1: playing in the Philippines <laughs> yep <laughs> um, anyway that was a, a great win there GWS are uh, 2-0 against Swans in finals now. wow
2: what was the was packed house it was at uh, it SEC was it was yeah.
3: I don't think
1: it was that, that packed um,
3: yep. it wasn't that packed after halftime no, no. There were a lot of. it. I think it was also quite uh, rainy early on. Yeah. Plus uh, NRL finals, on, but it's
2: Canterbury or yeah,
3: there's Western only C-
1: Sydney teams left in the NRL now. No, there's no Storm. No, Storm. Oh, sorry,
2: yeah. Stormer, yeah, they had a cracking win against the Rabbitohs. That. that was awesome. I stopped watching the. Um, what no, was that on? What game? Friday? It was, yeah. it was yeah. on Friday night because
3: right? there was, for some reason, they uh, decided to go straight up against yeah. the uh, yeah. AFL.
2: That's right. Yeah, across
3: Which, the road.
1: To be honest, disappoints me because
0: you're
3: yep. missing out on probably 10,000 people who'd be like, I'm going to the uh, AFL final and then I'm going to fuck off to the rugby. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly right.
1: Uh, 40,000 at the SCG. Not so terrible. Not, not too terrible. bad. There's about five, well, four or five off uh, capacity. Yep. Um, but anyway, that's, uh, that's it um, for them. Um, on to the final game and easily the game of the round. Oh, um, absolute West Coast crack Collingwood. on it. Um, Almost feel sorry for Collingwood because this game was played on their terms for most of the day.
3: Yep. I, I still say best on ground, side bottom. I know there's a conversation to, to say for yo and a few others, yeah. But Jesus Christ, when I, uh, when everyone was spent, side bottom was too, and he was just still
1: gut running. Uh, how good was their midfield working though? Oh, oh yeah, yep. Um, now Eagles had the better list, obviously. Um, yeah, and, and that's why they got up in the end. Um, their, their tall timber, once they got going, they couldn't be stopped.
2: I mean, it took them a while, and. I mean Collingwood are never gonna be able to cover all the, the tall firing power yeah. that West Coast have. Yeah. But they put in a fucking good effort and it took a while for um not McGovern, for Kennedy, Kennedy. to get to get kicking straight, yeah. which I mean it's always a hit or miss easy to kick in, you know, eleven goals one or one goal eleven. Yeah.
1: Uh, and how how good was Tyson Goldsack?
2: Oh amazing. Oh, amazing. Brilliant.
1: Um not just amazing, but to put him in, like cause he had, he did his knee in March, you know, yep. this year, and to come back, he played in the VFL last week and got two kicks, yeah, but did all right. And they went, "No, nah, we back him in. He's a Which, fucking legend."
3: It, it's a good call by Buckley, and he has yep. made Brilliant. he has made a well, just about all his decisions have been fantastic.
1: Yeah, as a coach, he's had a great year. And look,
3: I I'd, well, at the start of the year I was picking him as being first to be dropped. Yeah, but, uh, right now he's in all Australian coach contention.
2: Yeah, and like, I mean, I always like, like seeing Collingwood lose, but I'm a fan of this team because they're yeah. young, they're exciting. You they, you they say that fuck. Yeah, but I felt like this 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 game, what, what made me most happy was seeing Eddie Maguire's face when, uh, <laughs> when that freaking happens. And I kind of felt bad. I was, I was like split because I want... Collingwood to win but yeah. that's almost worth it
1: there <laughs> was a couple of unlucky free kicks uh, at the end uh, going against Collingwood but yeah. that's the game you know, that... Collingwood do a right free kicks so yeah. I mean yeah. that's just the rubber that goes yeah um, but I thought they got some lucky ones early on too but uh, that's the way it goes um, Collingwood could have won I think if they got just a little bit more out of Mason Cox and Jordan degoey I he was just that little bit off to yeah. I did
3: see shit out of Cox well, no. I knew he was there and he was uh Involved, but But, I don't think he took a contested mark all night. No,
1: he didn't. But there was a lot of times you saw because his job is really just to make a contest uh, out of those. And there was a lot of times down the wing where they said, "All right, let's kick it to Cox and we'll get it," you know, at his feet. Yeah, and the ball was falling about ten meters short of him. So either the kicks weren't carrying, or Cox is just really misreading it.
2: Yeah, and also one thing with Cox is that if he makes it so that. The other team has to be accountable for him around the ground. It's very difficult to cover that yeah, and actually yeah. have a, a good counter, counter well, attack strategy. If he gets strategy.
1: A, a run and leap at the ball, the only way you can beat him is by giving away a free kick. Yeah. He's yeah. just too big. Yep. Um, but uh, I thought that was good uh, body work um, by, yeah. by West Coast to, to make sure he couldn't get you know that, that run and leap. Yeah.
2: And Chalor, did he, did he play Resi's last week? We come straight no, into the ace. Straight in. Amazing game yeah, for someone coming. Yeah. Of that caliber and with that much expectation on him to come in and play like he did. Um, Yeah, I thought he was uh, a standout considering the circumstances that he was in.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I'd say the same with our old mate, uh, Aish. Uh, Big fan of him. He's had a good run.
1: Him and uh, uh, Greenwood. Uh, Greenwood had a good game. He did too. Uh, Yeah.
3: I'd love to pop both of those blokes. (laughs) And uh, I'm I'm going to make a chance of doing it at some stage, I'm sure. But uh, they they did well. They did very, very well.
1: Oh, it's 24, I reckon. Yeah, on Top of my head. Ah, it might be. 24. Run with that. Let's go 25. Yeah, I'm usually pretty good at guessing the uh, players' uh, ages, so mm. I'll, I'll have a look at that in a minute. Um, but end of the day, I mean, West Coast with the better side, um, and they're always going to come out on top. Of you felt? Yeah, you, you it was too. You never. Uh, actually, mean. no, I, I disagree with that. I, I thought it was Collingwood's game, but at three quarter time, you know, uh, they, they haven't buried them.
2: Exactly, they need to really put the pressure on West Coast because that crowd can turn, and and, and they <clears throat> they are the the nineteenth person, maybe the twentieth sometimes. So sure. if you can put that pressure on early, you get that crowd silenced, and then they start turning on their own team. Did that's you know. what you need, especially as as Collingwood. So uh, the inability to do that, I mean, it's it's high expectations, but that's what needs to happen if you're going to win over in, in West Coast.
1: Yeah, and uh, sorry, Josh just saying uh, he's just turned twenty-three age, but yeah, right. we'll turned twenty-three in November. Um, Oh, there you go. Sorry, I read it wrong. Uh, Travis Farco. Now oh, everyone shit. knows yeah. the kind what of story. what he's had the last couple of weeks. Played like a fucking champion. I don't think yeah. I've seen him play a better game. Yeah. Uh, and slotted that goal from the boundary line too, which is you know probably uh, maybe two meters inside yeah. the boundary from where Dusty kicked his on Thursday night. Yeah. He looked free. He, he was running hard. He, he was he, I have not seen him play a better game
3: I think it was the best possible therapy for a bloke like that yeah one yeah. of those yeah. times where, and you know probably did you want the game to end well uh, you know it's one of those things where sometimes you need to get out of your your own mentality in, yeah. in yeah. any sort of tragedy and everyone goes through some shit and, yeah. and
1: everybody knows too
3: yeah yeah, yeah. 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 Um, having said that, you'd, you'd be a son of a bitch
1: if you tackled the bastard. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, And I think that every team wore two black armbands They'd, for yeah. Vako and for Sloane. right like, yeah. 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 Um,
1: but there was even that rundown tackle on Shuey right in the middle of the ground. Where mm. you see Shuey's looked over his left shoulder and didn't know that Vako was over his right.
2: Yep, and those ones hurt. <laughs> oh. and, and
1: also, it was beautiful camera work because he, he tackled him. It's clearly holding the ball, and uh, Vako slid and just stood right up. Yeah, like, give That's me the it. ball. <laughs> it, not going on with it, not trying to rub it into his face or push him on the ground because what's the fucking point? Just yeah, give me the ball, champ. Yeah, you've been weighed, measured, and found. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, but Eagles, yeah, obviously just too good. Yeah,
3: but I honestly watching this, I didn't want this game to end. It was, no, the, it was by far the best game of the round, and the the best final I can think of in recent memory but I was three years deep so my memory wasn't so great
1: since uh, last year's Port versus West Coast <laughs> probably yeah alright let's have a look at semi-final round uh, next week we're, we're, ooh, we've gone long on this one that's great um, Friday night Hawthorne Melbourne
3: this is going to be fun um, but Melbourne I, if they bring Melbourne that too hard
1: if they bring that intensity for four quarters um, uh, they they can go all the way.
2: I don't think they're capable of bringing that intensity for four quarters, though. I don't think that's been the game plan all year. I don't think they're trained to do that. So I feel like this is going to be a wall of attrition, and I think Hawks get over the line. I expect Melbourne to come out like they did uh, against... um if I can play? Geelong. Geelong. Uh, and really put it to Hawthorne, and then Hawthorne might be down by six goals by into the second quarter, but I feel like they'll come back, and I think the Hawks get over the top. You
3: see, I just think that uh, with... Viney will be just as hungry as yeah. that's the block he is, and then you've got um, uh, old mate Jones. He's going to be running around angry as hell, and then Gone, who's going to be in the middle giving them sewer service. Yep. I, I just don't see where Hawthorne get their meanness from. Like Sicily's a cunt. Don't get me wrong. From Jordan <laughs> <But>, Lewis <laughs> and Popolo thinks he's seven feet tall, and he'll he'll go someone. He'll, he'll have a fair crack and fair play to him. He, he's an angry young man, and he, he earns every kick he gets but I just I don't see them matching
1: shoulder-to-shoulder shoulder with Melbourne's mids. Um, I can be uh, proven wrong, as, but uh, yeah, I just don't see it. Especially with Gorn. You know, yeah. and, um, they're going to have to run uh, Segler and McAvoy to try and wear him down.
2: But well, it's going to be a wet day as well, so I feel like that might take a little bit out of the sting of Melbourne being a uh, uh, clean yeah. and tall team and yeah. taking advantage of clearances. It's
1: funny, isn't it? Last week, I thought uh, the wet would disadvantage Hawthorne. This week, I think... It might not be too bad. I think it's a better strategy
2: for Hawthorne (laughs) if if it's wet. I feel like they can have a better counter-attacking game. I mean, it's always going to be tough against Tigers because of the small players and also the ability to get into the forward line, where I feel like Hawthorne can... Yeah, they can play a war of attrition against Melbourne.
3: I do think Hawthorne's slightly cleaner, though. Um, And I say that solely because of Burgoyne.
1: Yeah, well, Burgoyne's played the worst game I've seen him play for two years. Um, That won't happen twice. Won't happen twice. Um, but oh, geez, it's easy to get caught up in the fairy tale that is Melbourne. Yep. If I were not a Hawthorne supporter, I'd be tipping uh, Melbourne quite easily. Um, on to Saturday, Collingwood and GWS.
3: I, I love this fucking match. I
1: did. It's a fucking cracker. At the
3: G as well. Look, uh, uh, I almost bought tickets to this uh, until I realised that I'd be surrounded by
2: Collingwood supporters, and then decided not to.
1: Um, they play great footy, and and the, the Actually, Giants.
2: I'm a, I'm a mistake. It's supposed to be uh, sunny as fuck on Friday, was yeah. just Saturday. <laughs> I was, I was going
1: to say I, I didn't think it was raining, but Yeah, I did, so this game's raining. I saw you had the uh, weather app up, and I thought, yeah. oh, we're not going to contradict. No, it's meant
2: to be beautiful, a beautiful, fucking great night on Friday. So looking forward to it. Yeah.
1: Um, Collingwood Giants, this could go either way. It's a, it's a tough one.
3: Oh, 100 percent go either way. Um, it's going to be it's going to be really crazy shit. Yeah, because uh, both teams play very fast, very very yep. free flowing. And they tend to run in packs. So it's going to be who can do the best counter-attack from half-back.
1: Well, how's this for the Giants? Obviously, Kelly's out. Yep. Bring in Griffin. Yeah. You know, there's yeah. class. You have yeah, to. fuck yeah. you. Like, yeah. uh,
3: when you. When you lose a bloke who, you know, start of the season is in Brownlow conversation. Yeah. And you bring in a gl- guy like Griffin. He's got class. Yeah, he, He's, he's I think, a quality I think player. he's
1: 30, 31. But Griffin and Ward together, they play very well. They, they complement each other's games a lot. Um, and when you've still got Shield running around and Canelio. Oh, and Ward v side bottom. Oh. Uh, and Pendlebury's in and there. Is you that know, that, this is a great game. Um, I think that. Uh, do you play Davis on Cox or do you play him loose? No. I reckon you might play
3: him on Stevens.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think so too. Because I don't think. Stevens and Degoey when Degoe rests forward. Yeah, because yeah, Cox
3: yep. isn't a mobile forward, which no. is where Davis is. And he's an intercept mark as good as anyone in the, in the uh,
1: league. You really, you just need to body Cox. Um, and I think they'll send, you know, somebody like um, Tomlinson um, his way. Yeah. Uh, um, to And plus he'll play further down the ground.
2: Yeah. I think it's one of those things where you have a, a plan A, B, C and Diva Cox with how yeah. well he's actually playing. How much attention do you have to yep. give him? Uh, especially in a wet weather game. And I think they'll have that sort of strategy set up. So for them, best case scenario is Cox doesn't do much. He's on the outer all the time, not mm-hmm. up forward. Are not doing much that way, they can be free to have their big players play pivotal roles as opposed to having to cover and, and, and yeah. sort of rotate through that, that roster.
3: If it's greasy, I don't see him taking that many contested
2: marks,
1: no, uh, which exactly.
3: is what he's there for.
1: Yep, um, and that might help the lob v grundy matchup for the, the giants as well, yeah, um, because uh, lob's got to be more accountable to grundy, um, but you know, high marking is his thing. If it's mm. a bit greasy, you go, oh, you know what, uh, maybe yep. your tricks out of the bag.
3: I'd say Lobs meaner than Grundy. Uh, but Grundy seems like a complete
1: gentleman, to be <laughs> yep. fair. He's just a nice guy. Um, the, the Toby Green matchup's going to be trouble, I, I think. I don't know who's the obvious one. Like, Goldsack can go to him, but he, he might be too small and too fast. I think he is.
3: Um, yeah. I think Goldsack goes to Cameron.
1: Yeah, but again, he, he's got some pace. But Goldsack did the job on uh, Kennedy last week, so you've got to back him. Yeah. You've got to back him in. But he's well, going ne- to he's going to need help.
3: If Pat was in the team, he'd go to that. He'd go to straight there. Yeah. What about
2: Macek, Could he possibly play a joint role, well,
1: covering? If he comes, if Macek, um goes more back, I mean, he's been playing forward. In yeah. the, in the last couple of weeks, but they, they might need. Oh, we, we need more help in the back. Someone line.
2: younger they you can chuck on and just see how they go. Yeah, like then, like again for for Green, they probably need playing A, B, and C as well. Exactly. be more important.
1: And it'll be a system. Um, yeah, that gets So, yeah. who, who do you think is going to win, Giants or, or uh, Collingwood? Look,
3: I, I kind of want Collingwood to progress because I want to see how they go. Uh, the further September goes. Well, yeah,
1: Collingwood-Richmond prelim. I know, right. Yep.
3: I want fuck. to see a
2: Collingwood-Richmond final at some point in my life.
3: Um, buy shares in insurance companies because uh, if, if you're on RACV shareholder list, yeah. that shit is going off. But uh, I think the Giants. I, I know Kelly's a big out, but they can geez, cover they, him. they've got a fuck ton of stars.
1: It was a great game last week, wasn't it? Yeah, it
3: was. Yep. And, and a, I'd,
2: I'd want to see that again.
1: Yeah, I think Giants as well. I think they'll get there. Who's the better chance to beat Richmond? Do you think out of these two? Because I think Giants are, because Collingwood, they played near their best last week. Mm. I I don't know how much more improvement they have. I
3: can make the argument for either solely because uh, if Richmond are vulnerable, it's in the ruck, Uh, and Grundy is probably
1: one of the better ones going around. I I think Um,
2: Giants are a better matchup because they've got a strategy of their own game. That's their peak peak strategy that actually is a lot more different to Richmond's than what Collingwood is so you're going to play a different style of game if it's on your terms than yeah. what the Richmond are whereas Collingwood's a bit more closer to what Richmond will play and so them playing their style of game won't be as uh, disruptive to Richmond trying to get it on their terms
1: um, Alright, so we've got a couple of Giants and a Collingwood uh, I didn't I, think, see I,
2: think I'm going, I think I'm going Giants Yeah, I did see Sheedy yeah.
3: came out during the week and said uh, anyone who's not Collingwood go for Giants yeah, well, uh, I means He had a whole whole speech, but it pretty much oh, comes okay. down I mean, to... That, that's all you need. Yeah. Like, there was four paragraphs of this shit, and he just pretty much comes down to, fuck those guys. And
2: this yeah. is the gentleman's green as well. No one goes
1: <laughs> Collingwood <it> unless you're <laughs> a comic supporter.
3: But I think he said, uh, they've had two premierships in 50 years, and that's enough. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it's too, too many. Yep.
2: Yeah. I saw Joffa got into it too.
3: Good
1: on him.
2: Uh, he gave... Uh, Gave a lot of people hell during during the week, but it was also very uh, appreciative of the uh, Western Western Australian crowd of good banter, but nothing crossing the line. So yeah, yeah, stuff, you know of him. those
3: photos too when he was with uh, you know some of the lads and yep. taking pictures and everything. Yep. And I think that's the best part about it, the game that you can go to the game and uh, not get segregated. Yeah, I know that was floated earlier in the year or something. No, no it wasn't. Never um, but it was fucking dumb.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: All right, that'll do us for this week. We we covered off free agents last week, and I've got other shit to do. So yeah, yeah, I mean yeah, yeah there were
2: some more this week, but yeah, that'll be later on. That'll be it. That'll all
1: be right. Good one. Bye.
0: Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary Freaknik: The Wildest Party Never Told